guys and welcome to our podcast the fantastic book club i'm one of the hosts tanisha and he is um swastik and we left magnus dying in the last chapter so with that we will be starting with chapter 20 today enjoy So the name of chapter 20 is Come to the Dark Side We have Pop Tarts. This chapter opens up with Magnus waking up after being dead again. And I don't know is this like a recurring theme that he dies and wakes up? I mean okay like the person who's speaking to him is also like dead again eh. And <laughs> <laughs> so the person who is kind of talking to Magnus after he is Well, he is not resurrected yet. Like we will get to that later. But he is the person he talks to after being uh, dead for the second time is Loki, and mm. he's Loki. Come on, he's like Loki, Loki, and he's Loki scary, uh, huh? <laughs> no, he's not being actually. He's you know he seems like more like the you know uncle who loves fishing but doesn't know how to manage a fishing rod throughout this conversation. Like he seems like somebody who is ambitious, but who isn't like wo- like working very hard to like achieve the ambition. Ah. If that makes any sense, because no, well, like, um, man, uh, his brain works too much, so he doesn't need to work much. So yeah. Oh, <laughs> so we start. Okay, so basically, Magnus sees him sitting in the throne of Odin. and of course magnus is like why the heck are you sitting in the throne of like the all father of whatever gods call him like and he's like yeah i know he and his wife can sit here and they can see anything the moment they concentrate i cannot though but i still like sitting here sometimes and we do get punishments we do can get punishments you know when we sit here but i still sit here like yeah that that's <laughs> what i do and <laughs> Magnus is of course like he's a Loki, so he must be like something weird, and I I don't know like because Loki is kind of being like remember that guy he like Magnus met uh like had a vision of when he was in Randolph's office and everything and he was like are you my dad and he was like no but your you will meet your father and I think you will meet my kid too kind of and. Uh, that person was trying to be like a very passive father figure loki is also kind of being a very passive father figure in, in at this point like he's just like kind of giving him the hints hints of what is going on with his life but not being overly affectionate that is what he's exactly doing because he's like you know i know how he how you died and uh you you uh, just are the son of freya and everything and uh, you did get the sword of summer and remember that guy you i don't remember his name who was like free servant or something like oh i forgot Ra- randolph yeah i yeah, forgot I his name too <laughs> randolph told uh, magnus that uh, his this that servant's descendant had come to seek the sword of summer also like i forgot the servant's name but whatever like loki talks about that person too and after all that loki is like um 
I know Sam tried to seek you out. Sam tried to warn you. And uh, Magnus is like, you are the person who told Sam to bring me here, right? Because you, like, that made sense in his head. And of course, like, it's her dad. And if he told her, she would in all probability oblige. Uh... And that would make so much sense because everybody was like wrongly slain, wrongly brought here or something like that. So he's thinking that somebody who wasn't really very, what can I say, on good terms with the rest of the gods to uh, make them believe their word would be behind all of this. So he's like, that must be Loki because he's the father of evil. And Loki's like, nah. But after that, he just kind of starts, you know, covering his nose and starts screaming suddenly because poison is coming out of his nose. What is the story behind that? Can you tell me? Because Magnus was also like, I, I, rem- I remember listening about this when I was a kid, but he doesn't know anything much about it. Do you know the story? Because I surely don't. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, well, um, there's very distinct Norse myth uh, associated with Loki and the fact about like, Loki, which connects Loki with poison. Uh I don't know whether I should discuss it because I think it's got to come up in the story. Uh, well, I can, I guess. Okay. So um, I'm not giving you the full context of what happened and why was this done. But remember when I t- told you that in Norse mythology, Loki was punished and he was like, they physically tortured him. In yes. The previous episode. yes. Yeah. Well, um, this is exactly what I'm talking about. So Loki was, his punishment was that he would need, I mean, okay. Not giving you the context. So he is basically deep under the earth in a cave. It's like stalactites and stalagmites kind of cave. And he's naked there. And he's like, (laughs) and he is on his knees and he's bound and there's like this poisonous snake, which is hanging from the roof of the cave, bearing its fangs. And from his fangs, poison is dripping drop by drop into Loki's eyes. And that's his punishment. And he's going to do that for eternity till Ragnarok comes. And he, not only this, there's like, uh, okay, there's even a plot twist. Like, it's not a plot twist, but there's something more to this story. Okay. So, Loki's wife, uh, I, I, I don't remember her name, but okay. She, she's going to come up with the story. Anyways, so Loki's wife stands there serving her husband with a bowl with which she, like, uh, stores the poison drop by drop. The bowl fills up with poison up to its brim. And then she has to remove the bone so that she can like, you know, pour the poison out from the bowl and then again, fill it with the poison from the snake's fangs. And while she is clearing the bowl, like during that time period, whatever drops of poison fall on Loki's face, it burns. And so Loki screams, yells and shivers. And that is the reason why earthquakes happen, according to Norse mythology. There you go. Interesting facts. <laughs> that, I don't know. You know, uh, <laughs> let me tell one thing. 
every time we would listen anything about any kind of mythologies, don't you think like everything out there is like too gruesome? We yeah. are always taught that you know every time we are even ever since we are kids, we are told that you know the religion is to purify and <laughs> to make sure that uh, you know your soul gets cleansed up and all of that. But I think the hor- most horrific of the torturers were made out of the people we call saints. Isn't that like you know such what? A thing? It's even like you haven't even heard the whole story. Like there's more to this torture, and which is more mental, and it's not physical. Like it's yet to come, so prepare for that. And uh, <laughs> like that's that's. I mean, this is something. I, okay. Uh, in case of uh, what can I say? There were other religious stories I have heard. Most of them were more mental than what can I say? More mental and eternal than being physically, uh, you know, poisoned like this. But yeah. it's it's always it always comes up to that that every time someone does wrong, you tell other people that revenge is wrong. You tell other people that you know it is something that uh, brings you to hell. Like one of the seven realms of hell is wrath that uh, comes. you know uh, with the entire taste of revenge or whatever and then you tell us that gods do that because of good like because ah. of the need to be good isn't that a little bit ironical yeah that's prejudice that's what it is <laughs> prejudice on the part of god that's royalist that is oh, yeah. hypocrisy that's hypocrisy royalist. on a divine platform Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know um, why I, I I mean I don't know like really I'm kind of disgusted right now. Well it is. <laughs> okay. The only like good thing I'm seeing in this even when he is like going through that torture he can be in other places right because he's here and you already told that gods can be at different places at the same time. Yeah. So I'm hoping that he <laughs> he can also get something good out of life while getting really tortured <laughs> it doesn't hurt to hope or maybe it does but i don't care and okay so at this point he is like sitting there and he is like no i did not i did not tell sam to bring you here a lot of people are interested in you madness and they are trying to bring you to lalala and it's it wasn't me but you know in 8 days doomsday might come if you don't do anything and in in case doomsday comes uh, you will have to fight sort because sort is also trying to kill you and you know uh, in 8 days unless you stop sort or and everything he will call upon the wolf and the wolf is in like you know the wolf is supposedly loki's son and i don't know like the wolf is loki's son i don't know but like don't you think that is so strange because Loki says that he will cut loose my son. He will cut loose my son. Loki knows his son is held somewhere or something. Like I don't understand the you know the way he says it. He will cut loose my son. Mm-hmm. Like he is held somewhere and he will be let out. And yep. And that will lead to doomsday. Yep. I. And he is sitting there, like. telling a kid he like has no connection to to make sure that doomsday doesn't come but this kid doesn't even know anything like that is such a hopeless situation to be honest and then he's uh, 
like magnus is asking loki that you know from what i know that you are destined to fight against the gods when ragnarok happens you are destined to you know rebel against the gods and whatever this is giving me such you know lucifer vibes at the same time but that is not what i'm going to talk about <laughs> what i want to talk about is what loki says right after after this is maybe the grand scheme of things is i am not quoting because i will have to find it and i don't have energy so uh, i will say the g stuff at like he says that even if what will happen is predestined even if i am destined to fight against the gods the way we deal with things might change the tiny bit of details and that and it's worth it like all this i'm doing is worth it and i don't know honestly there is something about loki that in whatever form he comes up uh... he makes everybody feel strangely like charmed by him like he calls himself charming but that is not the charm i'm talking about you get it right like yeah. it is like it's like the protective it's like the charm of his soul rises. or his character or something yeah. like it's it's so buried deep in his uh, identity that whichever form we adapt him it just comes up and it's just reflected and yeah i completely like he's like uh yeah the green color suits him like the bottle green color suits him <laughs> the king of slytherin so, <laughs> oh but you know if you call him even that that is also like a very what can i say crude irony because he is tortured by a snake so i don't ah. know whatever you do oh, it, it all comes back to him being a very what can i say misunderstood anti hero You know what the sentences he said though like uh if you actually read the whole novel series you would understand that most of the stuff that he says like obviously it is partially true and he does feel that way but most of the times it's just like his tactics to make people do stuff and all that so um yeah though it means something because he's you know his brain is highly philosophical and he is a very um feely person um but at the same time like yeah those are just blank words like imagine a person being saturated with wisdom to the point that when he says blank words they become sentences of wisdom for normal people just imagine this level of a brain <laughs> that's loki yeah so you know magnus is kind of dreaming about all that and then suddenly uh, you know loki starts eating a pastry out of nowhere <laughs> and he's <laughs> like um, he offers magnus some and magnus is like no of course not like he he died of like whatever time ago and now he's being like kind of interrogated and kind of consoled and kind of what can i say influenced by the father of evil and why would he want to eat a pastry at this point and it's all all in a dream in all probability <laughs> because he does wake up after this thing and at this point you know in odin's chair like the entire form of loki kind of just goes wishy-washy and like disappears and then odin's chair disappears and then the clouds turn into ashes and then surt appears like it's very dreamy and it is very weird So yeah I was right when I told that this has like 
very Alice in Wonderland vibes. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, after that, you know, Sword comes there and he's like, you know, I will quote this because this is literally written in caps and it is like something he threads. The world thinks you may still be useful. I do not. When we meet again, you will burn, son of Frey. You and your friends will be my tinder. You will start the fire that burns the nine worlds. That is, that is such a like ominous thing to say. But at the same time, like, I don't know. The one thing I felt suddenly frustrated about reading this part is like, remember, Magnus was like, who is my dad? Who is my dad? The entire time he came to Balala for the first time. And he had such a long conversation with Sir before too. And Sir did call him uh, Van Heer's pawn or something like that. Yeah. He didn't say like his dad's name. And he could really say his dad's name yeah. before. But now that he knows it, he, he thinks this is the time to mention it. Oh no! I think yeah, that's that's that's. I think that's the fantasy book part of this fantasy novel. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> and uh, you know, he also tells that Magnus will kind of uh, set wheels to the motion, set motion to the wheels, set motion to the wheels that will <laughs> end up burning the nine worlds. And I don't. He's not even doing anything, honestly. He's just trying to like get by, and just, I don't know like why, why. Why is everybody giving so much pressure on a little kid who has just turned sixteen? Oh man! Why? I'm gonna I'm gonna throttle so many people at this point, so many gods at this point. Seriously, isn't it? He's so, just he's just chilling out there, existing, and all of the people are coming in his dreams and telling him like. Uh, <laughs> Just every out of nowhere. Starting, starting from Valkyries to you know, uh, like his friends who were homeless, like him on whatever. But uh, also like the Lord of Darkness or whatever, so it is like the Black One, mm. and then the Father of Evil, and everybody is acting like they want to do, except Sir. Everybody's uh, trying to act like they are on his side, which is crazy because they are all at each other's throat. So I we don't even know like who is in his side at this point. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I really don't know. And uh, okay, something other happens actually at this point. Like he wakes up. That is what happens. So he's resurrected, and then <laughs> then the door opens and Ganila comes in and he's like Captain Gorilla. What an honor! <laughs> and she's like, yeah. you resurrected fast. You resurrected fast, so that is literally her reaction to this. And after that, you know, he's like, "Yeah, I resurrected fast." And then, okay, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. Like there are people, uh, you know, in the dining room and everything, and the teens are trying to discuss your future and whatever. And I can help you. Want to take a tour of the hotel with me? And at this point, Magnus is like, "Okay." I mean, I hate you. I know that, but at the same time, I had like. A crazy nightmare with like the most evil people in the eyes of gods <laughs> at this point yeah. and in it and I would like to have the company of a lesser evil at this point okay like he says okay and they go so that brings us to chapter 21 Ganila gets blowtorched and it's not funny okay it's a little <laughs> funny so that is the name <laughs> I, 
Generally, the name of the chapter is very relevant, but here, like, it happens at the very beginning of the chapter, and it is not the most exciting event, I tell oh. you. Uh, okay, something that I really don't know, like, this is something I got uh, kind of confused about, remember, when Sam knew exactly where everything was, and, uh, like, as Ganila tells that Sam has been here for only two years, and Ganila has been here for 500 years. So that is something. <laughs> and then Ganila doesn't know where anything is. Like she is missing places. So should she be even the Valkyrie captain? Honestly, I don't know. So she is bad with directions like me. And Kim, with that, we come to chapter 21. Ganila gets blowtorched and it's not funny. Okay. It's a little bit funny. So, <laughs> this chapter starts with our Magnus Chase following Kalila. Like, Kalila of all people. She's the daughter of Thor, but we already don't like her. At least I don't. At least still this chapter I didn't. And after that, I'm just kind of feeling iffy about that. We will get to it gradually. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Kalila offers to escort Magnus to the food court. And while they're going to the food court, they go to this, you know, Ganila is not good with directions, just like me, but well, she has been living here for 500 years and I've been alive for only 18, so I really don't know, like, should we compare this, but she's bad at directions. And I really don't think that that should happen if you're like the captain of whatever you are, like captain of batteries. <laughs> so you shouldn't be that, I think. But then again, like, we all have preferences, you know, like, Actually, people have preferences saying like she is the daughter of Thor, so they're like, okay, okay, she she is better or whatever. I really don't know, but <laughs> of course, she doesn't know the building she lives in, and how is she a captain? I I got so worked up about this. Oh, so, I know, I know, I know. Lived it's, there. it's it's yeah. just like uh, like I mean, I don't even get this because okay, Thor, the way it has been depicted in the Reardon verse is like as I told you before that. Thor is basically like a bull. Like he has no intelligence. He has very short emotion range. He is just all about work and fighting and strength and all that. And like still he gets so much more importance than like gods with actual complex emotions and like humane and I don't know like weird just because you are daughter of a god who is considered important like people don't even have second thoughts of calling about calling thor an important god i don't know why would he be an important god he has a a hammer and so he has the strength and so i get it but still like just remove the hammer from thor what would be his branding be just thunders like shooting lightnings what what I mean, not talking about the Marvel thought. That's important. That's peak level important. But here, like, yeah, when you come to know about thought, you would be like, I don't like him at all. And yeah, I don't know. Ah. Honestly, when you talk about the entire intelligence versus brute strength thing, I think of, over years, like, you know, if a person is intelligent, the person, like, if you cannot look at a person and be like, yeah, this person is intelligent. But if a person is really strong, you can look at like their entire physical stature or whatever and get caught up in that. So, and the first impressions matter, I guess. Maybe it, it, it 
does something and for from what i know loki was adopted or something i really yeah. don't know but yeah, is yeah, loki yeah. adopted like loki yeah. is adopted so i think like thor we all know that since time eternal it's been like the person who is the biological child is more important than that of the uh, kid parent i think goes on i don't know why yeah. that is but it's like you have my dna so you're better kind of yeah. whatever goes uh, on i hate that for so, yeah. yeah makes sense <laughs> i really never understood that in that logic but okay okay if this is so i don't know but that's sad and only like, i don't know why my odin is the father of loki right yeah right right mm-hmm. yeah so remember that kid like uh, who was along with magnus in the entire feast room or whatever and he was the son of odin so is he brother of thorgan yes yes what was that bothering me so much then okay then then like he's the brother of thor hmm. i don't know <laughs> so weird i swear like that there so are weird. And, and he would also be ganila's uncle then <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I mean so it's not just that you know like about the greek mythology part of the raiden verse there was like this was just a, this this was a very prominent joke like uh there is a son of zeus and so because like apollo and um artemis and all these gods and goddesses dionysus and they are all children of zeus so like this demigod is basically a half sibling of all these gods who are immortal it, it was just oh, i love that yeah so you know uh, after this thing happens ganila is trying to take him to the place like the food court and they don't end up in the food court because he accidentally opens the door to muspel her of all <laughs> and this is how she gets blow touched and magnus is also like oh my god what the heck happened has sort found me has sort tried trying to uh. is sort trying to kill me again like of course he's concerned but ganela's like no sorry sorry my bad i did that <laughs> and uh. then he sees like ganela is kind of bonding also so he just goes and like Okay, I'll heal you. I'll heal Aww. the kid, and then he heals her. And yeah. I, I, I would like to believe that I'm not a petty person, but honestly, I think that if somebody tried to sabotage my afterlife career by editing a video, and then <laughs> she's the reason that my <laughs> new friend got like disappeared into a whatever air or whatever, and <laughs> I would not. try to let them you know get rid of their pain immediately maybe i would wait it out a little bit or whatever but maybe he doesn't think like that he he just does this thing or maybe magnus doesn't know that he is actually healing someone he just accidentally manages to do that no he actually like approaches her in a like in a trial to heal her or whatever he actually approaches her or something Like he tries to do something, maybe and it's then he the new her. reflex that he achieved after getting dead. What after dying? Maybe that's a new reflex that works in him, just like getting okay. biceps and whatever. So that is an interesting take. 
maybe so after this and i think they actually end up re- reaching the food court and you know ganila is also freaking out how the hell can we heal and <laughs> so uh, this is also the point like they have this is the point yeah this is the point they have a small discussion about his father and he's like i always had very you know i was always okay with being in very high or very low temperature i it never bothered me and then he's like you know you're fi- at the beginning of the nine worlds in all probability only muspaham and nifham were existing like they were the only places and as i said <laughs> and so he, his father like frey yeah his father frey is the like something in between right his father is the god of temperate atmosphere or whatever and that would take finding a common ground between the two worlds and so he's like okay with both things like she's she doesn't know that either she's just trying to figure things out inside her own head so <clears throat> magnus is like maybe how would i know you have been here for 500 years no she doesn't say that but like whatever but he's like yeah you should know how would i know so after this point they actually reach the food court and in the food court like magnus cannot stand at this point because after healing ganila he's feeling very like wobbly in his knees and whatever so you know ganila kind of just tries to get him up and then goes through the food court and here like they uh, like okay ganila is telling him that he's she is bringing him to a gift shop and he's like yeah gift gift shop yippee kind of thing like he's thinking about something fluffy and i don't know gift shopping <laughs> and they like start climbing stairs after this like they have this entire viewer discretion door or whatever but it is like only workers can enter or whatever and they start going through the door and then they climb several staircases and then they reach this place which is like i don't know which is like how can i say a living point for the entire of asgard uh... and like magnus is magnus is suffering through severe vertigo but he's also like oh my god this is so pretty like he's so taken aback by the sight but at the same time he's like oh my god this is so high at the same time <laughs> and <laughs> that would be me and, yeah and, yeah and there was this bridge i wait i i forgot the name of the bridge again why why yeah yeah <laughs> okay so that bridge was supposed to look like a rainbow according to children's books but it did not and that looked whatever and he described that like you know a lot of people say that when nuclear bombs explode it looks like a mushroom it looks like a rainbow all right but in that fashion like it is it is not that happy happy uh. so uh and then he's like okay so if we, if we can just go to asgard like asgard is the place for gods right and she's like no you will burn if you step on that place on that bridge and then like okay so you people can fly right like i saw sam fly so you all can fly you all can go right even if we can't and she's like no you would fall down so there is basically no way to go to asgard for <laughs> these anybody other than gods without permission of the gods so yeah like that is something and i i always constantly thinking that what is the end game like she brought her here to get him to trust her but like why was showing that asgard exists play a role in that because 
like her end queen out here was to like somehow coax magnus into following her right it is very clear like the things she will say after this because she starts speaking about free and everything and then magnus asks that uh, okay so sortmans called me vanny response what does that mean and then she started kind of giving a trivia about the history of gods that there were these gods who were like the war gods and whatever were like odin thor whatever like those people and then there was this people who were more like you know happy gods or whatever like gods mm. related to nature and uh, gods related to like beauty and stuff like that anything that is not related to blood and weapons all those gods were in the clan of vanir and the rest was in some other clan so these ac two clans of yeah so uh, i will forget the name again you have to trust me <laughs> so uh, these two clans weren't really on good terms with each other so they were at loggerheads and they fought all the time but then after a point they were like okay 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 we can we can make peace between each other and that's so intermarried this has been mm. happening since forever then oh so, man yeah i mean <laughs> it just it uh it doesn't make sense it just doesn't make sense the fact that whenever i read about the like marriages between states who were enemies before and then after marriage they supposed that that relationship was reinstated as a good one i don't know how, what is that logic you're just destroying a life of a happy couple they are not even happy at this point like they are just literally they were forced into this marriage just for a political um, first of all it is a political deal yeah or a marriage it cannot be both it cannot be oh, both yeah like so i really don't know like i mean i think castles are cool but i don't think i would love to be born in an era where people were doing that oh man yeah sure <laughs> for sure <laughs> so they kind of intermarried and then things were going pretty good and things are still going pretty good but at this point he gets to uh, gets to know that you know generally that you know the demigods that are born out of vanir you know gods of vanir and whatever they are not brought to valhalla they are brought under this like other world that is under freya like his aunt uh-huh. is supposed to take care of all those people and that place is not like deathly like this place so after this you know ganila kind of tries to arc magnus against sam and she's like don't you understand her father sent her her father sent her to get you and that is the reason everybody told that you are wrong and slain and wrong with the brought here or whatever and um, she, he is like okay but what am i supposed to do then and she's like okay come with me uh, i will uh, you know make sure that the thanes do not make you a bell hop or anything come with me and i will take care of everything but you will have to let go of whatever sam told you because that is going to you know hasten the ragnarok and i want to delay the ragnarok as much as possible and so he's like okay but isn't Mag- ragnarok like a big graduation party or something and he's like no no <laughs> this is not a joke or whatever and why am i saying whatever so many times today this is not a joke and ragnarok will happen eventually but we have to delay it as much as possible because that is the doomsday right and then he's thinking that okay but loki wanted to you know delay the doomsday in all probability so what is going on 
he is uh, you know thinking about all that and ganila is like don't you know don't you know those two homeless guys blitz and hork why are they taking care of you because they were ordered by loki and he's like no they weren't no 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 <laughs> they are my friends uh, and uh... this is the point he's like no i cannot trust ganila no matter what happens i can't doubt sam over everything because i literally knew her for a small time even though i liked her i cannot trust ganila they are blaming them and then he is like no i i take i choose the side that they took i don't want to be with you and then she's like you will have to face the consequences of going against me i am a very strong opponent mangas and uh-huh. she's, he's like yeah i know but i i will take the deal and then she's like the deal is over and that is literally said in such a menacing way that like your life is over people think your life is over and she's like the tour is over don't uh, <laughs> doesn't ganela gave so such strong draco malfoy vibes i just feel like that like i mean not exactly Honestly, no yeah i mean okay like the moment when uh, harry and ron the like had just walked into hogwarts and draco was in front of them and saying Hey, you wanna join the correct party right now? Because that was the moment I think I can relate to right now. Yeah, that that is something. Yeah, I I get that. But at the end of the day, you know, uh, like in case of Harry Potter, it was very clear who is the good guy and who is the bad guy. Except in case of Severus Snape. Ah, uh, yeah. Every other person <laughs> had a had yeah. a very clear party. right yeah. this is the good party this is the bad party you choose but uh, so when harry saw draco offer and he already had like had been talking to ron and everything he did get it like he is a slytherin and slytherin is supposed to be inherently bad or something so he he did make a choice but here ganila is like the is apparently from the good party because she's the daughter of thor and not the daughter of the father of evil so you get yeah. it like, it is it is a point that he actually has to make a choice i think it it should be a little more confusing than it was for harry because harry was choosing his his house literally yeah exactly here he, yeah. he has to like make a choice amongst people and all of them could be deceiving him he doesn't know mm. nobody is trying to take care of him here everybody is just trying to do something even even sam was like find the sport and like everybody has an end goal right the eta ragnarok thing is going on and everybody has an end goal and he is a means to everybody some people care about him some people don't care about him but to everybody he's a means to something so he has to choose to him he is going to be the two that that is sad <laughs> yeah <sighs> So we come to chapter 22 because of course Kanila left us so we we are a little in a better place now I guess because she was being very threatening to us so the name of chapter 22 is my friends fall out of a tree because they do and because they do was what I said not not in the chapter name but yeah <laughs> so after you know Magnus comes out of that entire you know as god weaving spot he comes down to the spa 
the tagline of the satar spa thing is just because you kill people doesn't mean your feet should so yeah okay okay that is cool i guess nobody should die out of odor of somebody's foot <laughs> but after that he comes back to his floor and uh in this floor he's like talking to his floor mates and everything and they're like you know your outsider was impressive and then he t- tells them that he could heal people and they're like okay so all, all of that is elf magic and so he gets the idea that what he can do is something to do with elves and he's confused as heck because he should be <laughs> he doesn't know all of that uh... right and then uh he goes back to his room after a brief conversation with them and then he's like musing and doing his own thing when he sees something you know move in the tree and then something breaks and two entire human beings like first bloods come in comes in and then heart does and he's he's freaked out like oh my god you are here but how did you come here what am i supposed to do now and so Blitz is like, yeah, I know. And then he suddenly comments about Blitz fashion, like you look good. And he's like, yeah, okay. But but like they are all confused at this point because they're like, oh my god, we did fall. Like they were trying to search for Magnus since quite some time, and Blitz apparently had pointed out Magnus's room the day before, but they hadn't come because Hurt was questioning his opinion or whatever, and um, they accidentally fell into Magnus's room. talk to me about luck and <laughs> and then they're just being messy at this point uh you know because they they could be found out any moment and magnus is like okay so you are not humans right like he's trying to make sure that what he heard before is true and uh, because he had heard before that you know he's a elf like hort is a elf and but it's a dwarf and then he's like yeah i'm a dwarf but i'm some kind of like dark dwarf and dark mm-hmm. dwarfs are taller than other dwarfs so i am a dwarf but i can pass for a short person and hurt is a elf so like they're talking about something and right at this point something you know but he d- does ask them that will work for loki because ganila had told that and he's like no give us some credit dude we tried <laughs> to help you for uh-huh. such a long time Here comes chapter twenty-three. I recycle myself. Something happens. The branches break, and Blitz and Hart freak out. And like they're like that thing is coming. And Mangs is like a wolf, and he's like no worse the squirrel. And then they become <laughs> frantic, and then they're like we cannot go back down the tree. We have to go away. Tell me there is another exit, and they mm. come out of the door, and then TJ comes, and then the you know the half. X comes and then the half born half born comes and Mallory like everybody comes there and <laughs> so X and the half born come out in like their boxers like smiley face boxers <laughs> one of them and they are carrying weapons with their boxers <laughs> they're carrying X like boxers one and then they like are like okay we will cover for you you three go and so. they are being chased by a squirrel and the wolves are trying to prevent them from going out and the valkyries will be coming uh... out anytime soon the ravens have seen them it is a complete ruckus it is a complete ruckus at this point they literally <laughs> live with a squirrel yeah. with wolves with ravens and it's a chaos yeah and then ganila comes up and then ganila is like uh... man don't you go 
and hate like everybody it is complete fracas at this point and then the, the his flowmates are fighting for him and he's running and then bloods and hurt like okay we are going to go into the recycle please or whatever and then they like recycle matters start to recycle and like, yeah don't don't ask just go and then hurt <laughs> goes in first and then bloods is like you go next i will go after that so he then manners also jumps into that dumpster looking like thing and he gets recycled after that <laughs> so with that we come to the end of this episode oh that was like he gets recycled and with that we come to the end of this episode what happens after that you're yeah. going to check out in the next one oh <laughs> a human being getting recycled oh no i demigod getting recycled that's interesting <laughs> mm, that is that is very interesting so if you would like to continue with us in our journey you can always check out my episodes on tuesdays i tanisha discuss the magnus cheese chronicles and on saturdays swastik discusses the lunar chronicles series so tune in and if you want to connect with us across the social media the links are in the description below instagram we are most active on that one twitter facebook links are always given down there also if you want to send us voice messages that's highly appreciated by us please do send us we are please really do. oh we are too eager to yet listen to one of your voice basically uh, that is what yeah. we are eager to do uh yeah i guess that's the end of this episode see you in the next one love you and love yourselves Bye for now. Have a happy life. Stay Bye. tuned. Bye. 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 Bye.